Welcome back to the Hodgepack Sports Life and everything in between right here on 106.9 The Country Giant. We're in the second hour uh, and privileged to have you guys you've known. ESPN's been fan, you know, everybody knows I've been a fan of ESPN ever since I can remember. And ESPN's been great helping us with get great guests like Trey Wingo, Golick, and Kirk Herbstreet, and and very much so today. Uh, joining us on our Pest Patrol phone line, uh, you see him anchoring Sports Center, and next week you're going to be seeing him just up the state uh, helping anchor Sports Center at the PJ Championship. But joining us this morning, uh, almost close to his seven years at ESPN, Michael Eves. Michael, how are you doing this morning? I'm good, man. What's happening? Uh, we're just trucking along here, getting ready for, we were talking during commercial about uh, the weather. We're getting ready for another 100-degree day here in Abilene. And uh, like I said, radio station weather, it may be 104 today. We have no idea. But uh, Byron Nelson down the road, I'm sure they're enjoying the Texas heat today. Uh, but you're getting ready to um, cover the second major, which we were talking, thank God it's not in August. Yeah, seriously, man. Like, I mean, I live in New England now, and it just really kind of became golf season maybe a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. We still had temperatures in the uh, in the 50s at times here, which is not exactly ideal. But, yeah, I'd much rather be going to Tulsa in May than if it was in August when the PGA Championship was traditionally held for so many years. Yeah, and, of course, they did it for weather. They tried to get FedEx Cup, all that stuff out of the way. So football, which we saw last night, even when the schedule comes out, is still king. Um, so let's talk about there's so many storylines going into next week. Uh, but I want to kind of get your take before we talk about the tournament. How do you prepare with, you know, you do Sports Center and you got all these things, and then you're heading into anchoring Sports Center during PGA and doing the interviews on uh, Thursday and Friday. How do you, how do you start preparing for your major? You know, I, it's funny. I, I take basically the same approach I did when I was in school, you know, whether it's high school or college. You're basically studying for a test. Right. Even though, you know, the material, like the, the majority of us who go uh, to these major events, like we are golf enthusiasts already. So some of that stuff we just know. Right. But reminding yourself of any possible question that could be asked, that's going back to school and preparing for a test. So in addition to the sports center segment you were talking about and doing the, the live interviews during the telecast, I also host the practice round shows on Tuesday and Wednesday on ESPN plus, those are three hours. And, you know, we have an idea of of who we're going to talk about because we have certain guys scheduled for their, for their media sessions, but we don't actually know who's going to be on the golf course when we are on the air. Right. So you have to be prepared to talk about, you know, pretty much the whole field. I mean, we do kind of concentrate on certain guys, but I mean, I'll have, I have index cards of about maybe 75 players probably for this one with, you know, notes, just reminders, you know, how old they are, where they're from, what's their best finish in the PGA, what's their recent run, stats, things that may, you know, indicate some type of success potentially at, at uh, Southern Hills. So I start working on those, you know, several weeks in advance. And thankfully, I've been doing it for a couple of years, and i got a template that's a little easier to put together. But, yeah, that, that prep starts, you know, well before we get there. And then it's also about just, you know, reading everything you can about whomever – whether it's on ESPN or Golf Channel or CBS or anyone that's writing stories and features about these players, you want to try to find little nuggets here or there that you can use. And, again, like I said, it's really just like studying for a test when you're in school. Well, and, you know, you, you talk about studying, and, and 
you know, getting ready for this week and or next week. And there's a ton of storylines, uh, obviously with the, the, the new tour that's coming up and, uh, you know, Tiger and Phil and, and Jordan, uh, is there, is there a storyline that you're looking forward to seeing and being a part of and maybe unfolding? I mean, obviously Phil is Phil going to play. I mean, heck, when's the last time a healthy defending champion didn't defend his major? Right, exactly. And I think that will be a storyline early, obviously. Um, once the balls are in the air, um, that story won't matter as much unless Phil plays and plays well. If he misses the cut, it won't even we won't think about it past Friday afternoon, quite honestly. Um, I think the three most compelling storylines that could go all the way through the weekend are can Tiger contend, right, because this would be a much easier walk for him than it was at Augusta National. And we saw that, you know, as he went to the weekend there at the Masters, his his play got worse, if you will. The rust in his game revealed itself more, and that had a lot to do with how he was feeling physically. Easier walk, longer remove, that's a storyline. Can Jordan Spieth complete the career grand slam and win it, you know, not far, you know, just neighboring state from where he grew up there in Texas? And, of course, there's Scotty Scheffler. Can he win back-to-back majors? Can he continue this ridiculous run that he's been on that has us – remembering how dominant Tiger was. I think those are the three most compelling storylines that can literally go all the way to Sunday. Well, and of course, the other the, the other thing is, is one of the things that came out was after Scotty won the ma- uh, Masters was there was somebody, you know, we can find quotes everywhere, that his favorite course is actually Southern Hills. Right. <laughs> right. And again, so that just adds to the possibility or the thought that so many people have that he will continue to play well because he's going to feel good about the venue even before he, you know, puts the first peg in the ground. But the way he's been playing, you know, he, he, even to start there at, um, at the uh, Byron Nelson, you know, he's a few shots off the lead because someone shot freaking 60 on Thursday. But uh, he's still h- hitting it as solid as he has this entire run so far here in 2022. So, yeah, you have to expect him to play well yet again, just a matter of, can he do it four days in a row again, or has someone else just played better than him by the time we get to Sunday? Well, and, and what I love is I think golf is in such a great spot right now. And, and don't get me wrong, you've got the the other tour that's causing some issues, but seeing these guys like Justin Thomas and and Zalatoris and and uh, you know Scotty saying, "Hey, we're staying here." Golf, and of course, it helps that Tiger's back, and everybody's loving that story. But golf is in a very, very good position with these young players and bringing a lot of excitement back that maybe people may be a little bit shocked by. Yeah, I think you know it, it depends on what level of golf fan you are to, to get a full understanding of, of the state of the game today. Obviously, you're an enthusiast, I'm an enthusiast, and I, and I share your belief that it's a really good spot. What happens is with those who are casual golf fans or people who only pay attention to the majors and, you know, the stars, if you will, when something like this uh, golf league backed by Saudi Arabia comes up, then they start to question, well, something must be wrong with the tour if some of these players are willing to go. If, if someone like Greg Norman and Phil Mickelson are saying this, but that something must be wrong, and that's just simply not the case. Those two guys are in it for different reasons. And what they try to do was leverage other players on tour for their cause. And obviously it backfired in a couple of reasons. One, because of the silly things that um, actually they weren't silly. It was abhorrent is what they were said, what Phil Mickelson and Greg Norman just said recently about, you know, a murder being a mistake is that the players felt as if 
those two guys tried to use them as leverage without their consent. And that's why there's so much animosity right now on the tour against Silva, especially because he still competes with them. Uh, and he's benefited clearly from the PJ Tour for you know better part of 40 years. And that's why people are a little upset with him um, inside the ropes, as we would say. But again, I, and it's in a much better spot than anyone maybe could have imagined in the wake of like what was Tiger's later years going to look like because you do have compelling figures. You do have guys who give you really entertaining answers and quotes, and you have some guys that just play really good golf, right? So if you're a golf fan, that's what you want. You want guys to excite you and to entertain you, and we've got a lot of dudes on tour doing that right now. Oh, for sure. It's kind of like, you know, I'm not comparing it to wrestling, but there's enough characters out there uh, that are definitely entertaining. Now, speaking of a character, how much fun is it working with America's caddy? <laughs> you, you already heard my answer was laughter, right? That, that's a pretty good indication. Um, yeah, Mike is funny. He's always in a great mood. Um, people love him. He's fun being around. Um, he, he just brings a different energy to any room that he's in. Uh, when you know we go to Augusta, we all have to rent houses. And this year, I shared a house with with Mike for the first time. And he, he's just a character. He's twenty four seven. That's not a show. He that's that's not a put on. That's just literally who he is every day. And we recently shot some segments for his show on ESPN Plus, um, America's Caddy. So I'm, I'm excited to see uh, when those are released. And, you know, speaking of programming at, uh, at Tulsa, he and Joe Buck are doing an alternative broadcast of the PGA that you can see on ESPN Plus. So that should be interesting as well. Just because, you know, we have our normal rotation on ESPN Plus and ESPN with Scott Van Pelt and David Duvall and the whole ESPN golf crew. But, Mike and Joe Buck are going to do one on ESPN Plus, and they're going to have a lot of guests, you know, Peyton Manning, people like that. So it should be pretty entertaining as well. Yeah, I can't uh, emphasize, Michael mentioned again, joining us, uh, Michael Eves, ESPN Sports Center anchor. Uh, get ESPN Plus, like today, if you want to watch the Byron Nelson because you're at the office and need something to do, be sure you get ESPN Plus. There's a lot. Uh, America's Caddy, it's fantastic. Now, I know we got golf, but I want to transition. What's your thought about the NBA playoffs right now? Uh, I know you cover some of that through Sports Center and all things. Man, is the NBA playoffs maybe the closest to March Madness we've seen in a long time? In some regards, it's been a little more compelling uh, over the last couple of years just because of, of, of the characters involved, going back to our previous conversation. Um, the, I love the NBA. It's probably my favorite sport to cover, quite honestly, because of all the you know the stars and the storylines and things that happen. But what's happening right now is we're getting closer to the conference finals. I think it's been some of the uh, more entertaining basketball we've had in the last couple of years. Granted, we had COVID, and there's obviously, you know, issues with that, but just the level of talent we're seeing from whether it's what the Miami Heat are doing collectively, the Boston Celtics, Giannis clearly I think is the best basketball player in the world right now, but then you have the Suns, you know, Chris Paul trying to win his first NBA championship, Devin Booker um, trying to establish himself as one of the elite players in the league, but then you still got the Warriors, their championship mentality, Draymond, but the Grizzlies are a tremendous story in Memphis. Like all that together, I don't know how you can't love it. If you don't like the NBA, then you just don't like basketball, or you're trying to find a reason not to like it. It's just it's too entertaining, and and the players are too skilled right now. Oh, I agree, and it's been a lot of fun. The game the other night, uh, the Celtics and the Bucks, it reminded me of a a octagon match because everybody was just gassed and tired. And it's like, who's going to yeah, get given all they had. Yeah. Who's going to get out 
out of the cage alive. Uh, right. But again, another game trying to force Game Seven tonight. Uh, the Bucks uh, as well as uh, or the Celtics uh, and the Grizzlies trying to force Game Seven. But Michael, I appreciate you taking the time. So when do you head out to Tulsa? I leave first thing Monday morning. Uh, my first Sports Center hit will be about five o'clock. Uh, there on Monday afternoon, so I'm looking forward to it. Well, again, I appreciate appreciate you taking the time, folks. You'll see see him all next week. ESPN Plus, Sports Center, uh, the coverage on Thursday and Friday. ESPN does a great job, and they'll do just like they did at the at the Masters. Obviously, you guys will do a fantastic job uh, at the PGA Championship. But I appreciate you taking the time; uh, means a lot. Hey, in fact, Michael, uh, the caddy's been on the Hodge Pack, so now we've got two folks that have been on the Hodge Pack that'll be covering next week. And so we appreciate you taking the time uh, to join us today. No problem, man. Anytime. I hope you enjoy the coverage next week. Will do. Appreciate it. Michael Leaves with ESPN. You'll see him all next week in Tulsa covering the PGA Championship. Will Jordan finish off his Grand Slam?